Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And that is launched out to deep left field. Big fly for Mike Trout. This is ground ball to second base. Red Heeple falls down, picks it up, fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariners. It's gone. Big fly for Anthony Rendon. Hey guys, I'm Alex Curry. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. This is Brendan Marsh. This is Chris Rodriguez. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. And welcome to another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Dan Garcia, and we are here to review uh, the up and down series of, uh, I want to say Toronto, but actually they played out in Florida and the weather proved that. So um, before we go any further, let's get into the games. And obviously this series kicked off on Thursday night. Um, Like I mentioned, out in Florida, Toronto is kind of put there for the time being. There are rumors that they are going to be playing in Buffalo later this year, and then hopefully finish the season out in um, up in Toronto where they, you know, haven't played in over a year. So obviously Thursday night we had, um, you know, momentum's going good. You know, they split a, split a game with the Astros had a day off. Um, Angels got up early on this uh, Rendon RBI. So the batter is Anthony Rendon. Rolls to the right side in the hole for a base hit. Butterfield sends Trout on around toward home. The Hanos lead it one to nothing. Oh, yes. Anthony Rendon is just fine. So, like you said, Anthony Rendon got the Angels up early in the top of the first, but that didn't really last that long because um, the Blue Jays got to canning in the th- in the for three in the first inning. So, after the end of the first, it was three to one. So, um, this being canning's first outing of the year, a lot of people were kind of interested to see how he was going to do. Um, you know, Bundy's done really well. Cobb's done really well. Um, you know, Heaney, Katana, those guys have kind of struggled. Otani has, did well when he was out there. So um, a lot of people were interested to see how Canning would do, you know, in his first outing. But like I mentioned, gave up three in the first. But in the second, Jose Iglesias came up with this. And here's the first pitch on Jose, and he rips one into left field, and that is going to mean a run. Just getting to it is the left fielder, Guriel coming in and scoring is Upton. So obviously that cut the lead uh, from three to two with Iglesias' RBI of Justin Upton. Um, but we're still in the second, and this guy will be coming up even more so in this game later. But uh, David Fletcher, a guy that, if you listen back to the podcast, you know, two years ago, uh, Johnny and I were, were skeptical. We're skeptical of the guy. Um, seemed like a very uh, a very utility type of guy. Didn't know where he would fit in. Didn't know if he would fit in. But I will sit here today and I will have no problem um, eating crow at this point. But David Fletcher um, is an MLB player is a guy that should be playing every single day, and he comes up with a big RBI. That one shot to the right side toward the corner. It goes, and it's down. Contact is king. 
for that man. It's an RBI. It's a two-run inning. Two out RBIs. Oh, they hurt the opposing team. And exactly. He goes in, ties a game at three, and that's where it would stay in, until the fifth inning when this guy does damage. There's a pitch, and Mike Trout swings at that one and drills the ball deep into left center field. It is Trout here. Boy, he hit that one out of sight there against Stripling. We're not worthy! We're not worthy! Obviously, Trout uh, does it again. Huge home run. And if you were able to watch the broadcast at all, you can, they talked about it a little bit. They talked about how that stadium, that spring training stadium, was like surrounded by schools and houses and stuff like that. And then I guess it said, uh, rumor had it, or it got to the that preschool or kindergarten that was just literally on the other side of that fence. So um, Trout with an absolute bomb that night to take to take the Angels up by one. Unfortunately, Calvin Vigio hit a two run home run off of Griffin Canning in the six, and that would. Um, be it for Canning in the six. Like I kind of mentioned earlier, he gave up three in the first, but after that, he really did settle down until the sixth inning. So I don't know if it was opening day nerves for him, opening day for him, uh, for him three runs. But after that, he really, really settled down and then didn't get again, touched up again until the sixth inning by Calvin Biggio. Um, so that was unfortunate. Uh, solo home run by Calvin. Sorry, tied the game at four to four. But Canning went five and a third, three hits, four runs, one walk, seven Ks. So, um, all things considering, I, I thought it was a really good outing by him. First time um, he's out there pitching, so you know there's a, 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 a adrenaline thing going. You know that there is a, um, you know, uh, kind of having to get your work in. I mean, we're over a weekend and he hasn't pitched yet. So for first outing for Griffin County again, I think it was really good. Again, five and one thirds, three hits, four runs, one walk, seven uh, strikeouts. So they end up getting another run in that inning. So the Blue Jays are up five to four in the seventh when uh, this man comes up and does a lot. Uh, or sorry, Otani comes up. Guys, kind of jumped the gun a little bit. Otani comes up, ties the game five five in the seventh, and then we find ourselves going into the ninth inning and the tenth inning and the eleventh inning. Um, that man again comes up clutch. So a five five game. And Fletcher hits a fly ball in the shallow center. It's going to drop in for a base hit. The Angels will score one. The Angels will score two. And David Fletcher shows some magic with that bat again for the Angels. He's had a three RBI night, and the Angels have a seven five lead. And again, Angels up seven five in the eleventh. Um, Still pretty hard to get used to these extra inning rules, if you ask me personally, with the runner at second base to start the inning. Um, and kind of like I mentioned, after the seventh inning, when Otani tied it, you know, obviously no one scored. But then the tenth inning uh, is a little nerve-wracking. I, I will say that, that, you know, guys come in and it's already a guy on second base, and, you know, a base hit will do a lot of damage. But uh, Fletcher comes in clutch at 11, an 11th inning, a guy that, you know, just seems to find the ball in the right spot. I kind of made a joke on Twitter and then text some friends. Um, that looked like a little, you know, obviously today's Sunday, Master Sunday, a little wedge shot right into the gap and or right in over the second baseman in front of the outfield. So uh, Fletcher just has a way of finding those open areas and producing RBIs. Obviously, he's probably not going to hit multiple, uh, you know, 10, 15 home runs this year, but um, he comes in clutch. He gets on base when he needs to, and he does all the work that uh, – you really want a guy like that to do. So coming into this game, there was a lot of question about um, Rizal Iglesias coming in and um, 
how would we do closing? How would he do in kind of pressure situations? Um, there wasn't a lot of, I'm not going to say faith, but a lot of people were questioning his abilities. And obviously I talked about last time, maybe he just needs to be in for just save opportunities. And he came in bottom of the 11th in this game, a save opportunity uh, be only being up two runs. And he does strike out three strikes out the side um, looks great again. And angels wins, obviously seven to five um, Iglesias. I, I'm guessing, I don't know. Maybe he does need a, a safe situation to um, get that adrenaline going or for him to produce the way he, he wants to, I don't know, but um, I mean, you look at it for safe situations. He's two and zero in safe situations. Uh, maybe this is something where um, Madden just keeps him there. I'm, I'm not sure, but in those situations, again, those safe situations, he's done really, really well. And um, the angels look like they have a absolute closer on the mound for them. Again, he struck him at one, two, three, struck out the side in the 11th and the angels win seven, five. So now going into uh, Friday, I kind of mentioned that I thought was, this was going to be a, a high scoring series and it kind of showed it a little bit with the first game being seven to five, but the angels continued to roll um, in this series. And it all started with this RBI angels bases full. Bouncing ball left side. Couple of steps to his right. Not in Safe. time. Uh, I hope Dexter's okay. He slid hard in the base. So Fletcher comes up with the RBI. Ended up being a costly RBI. Um, if you've seen the highlight, or you can actually even hear it too on the uh, by Gooby. Uh, the awkward. It wasn't a slide. It was more of a step. An awkward step on the base. Um, Dexter Fowler goes down in a lot, a lot of pain. You can just see it um, when they kind of showed him being tended to on the field. Uh, they had to bring a card out. They had they carted him back to the locker room. The initial reports was that it was just a contusion. That was what came out that day. Um, later on uh, today, Sunday, as we record this, came out that he has an ACL tear and will be out the rest of the year. Um, ACL tears are, are, are not are not fun. Um, you know, you be around sports, any sport long enough, you you see people that go through it or see people that have had them done before. Um, so speedy recovery to Dexter Fowler. Unfortunately, he'll be done for the rest of the year. And we'll see how that outfield position kind of goes um, moving forward now. Uh, Lagares obviously is on the team, but you had seen in this game, especially you see that um, they put Jose Roas out there and they had put um, Walsh out there in previous games. So um, I don't know if they're going to bring up another player like uh, uh, Joe Adele. Obviously, there hasn't been any minor league baseball games yet. They start in May, so they might still kind of wait on that. But yep, guys like John Jay, you know, some other guys that are in the alternate side that could come up and play. But it looks like Lagares, um, uh, Walsh, and and Rojas are kind of going to be the three rotating guys out there until they find either a guy at the alternate side that can play consistently or, um, you know, I don't think they'll go in, into a trade market yet. I think that's still way too early to even think about that, but kind of like I mentioned, uh, speed recover, Dexter Fowler, um, you know, unfortunate, you know, kind of a fluky play, a torn ACL, but he will be out the rest of the year. So now kind of going ahead in that same inning with the bases loaded, Otani comes up to bat. Keeps his hands back, hits a high fly ball, well struck to right field, up, nearly out of here, high off that wall. One, two, three, Angels will score. 
So there you go. Base clearing double by Shohei Otani, and the score was 4-0 after the second inning. Um, great start. Get on them quick. Don't let them breathe. You're kind of carrying that momentum from last night into this game. It's, it's really fun to see a lot of these guys produce, um, you know, like Otani, Fletcher, um, Trout, obviously, Rendon. Like, once this offense gets going, you really have a good feeling that it's going to be hard for any team to shut them down. It's just got to get going kind of early. And even, too, you've seen in other games that they can get him going late. It's just getting on a roll at a certain point, getting guys on base and kind of continuing that um, conveyor belt of people just up, up, and up. So uh, that was really good. Again, they're up for after five, after the second inning. Um, now in the fifth, Otani wasn't done, and he does this. Here in the top of the fifth inning is Shohei Otani, who drives a ball deep out there near center field, and it's out of here. So obviously that made it 5-0 in the fifth inning. But uh, a guy that's kind of flying under the radar, I think, nationally, but Angel fans definitely know who this is, comes up with another home run. Oh, my goodness. Cool to deep right field off the batting cage roof goodbye and that was a home run by jared walsh again a guy that if he can be anything close to what he was at the end of last year that is going to be a huge huge positive for the angels um i can't i can't even think about where he's going to fit in that lineup if he is producing like this you can put him behind Rendon. You can, you know, put him behind Upton. Upton's having a good year too, uh, but it just adds some so much depth to that, you know, um, lineup. And and Chris and I were talking yesterday, um, and you know, if if Walsh and Pujols are going to end up splitting time, even though I think Walsh will get the majority, but even if they're at some kind of a platoon system between them two, if the two of them can combine for you know, 35 home runs and 115 RBIs between the two of them, I think, and you get that production out of that first base spot, that's going to be huge because, you know, Albert's been struggling for a long time. We've always kind of had trouble finding that first base that can produce huge numbers. But when you can put those two together, and if they're able to do that, I think it would be huge for these guys just to be able uh, to produce a whole bunch of runs, a whole bunch of home runs from that one position spot. And now that Walsh, might be playing a little bit more in the outfield. We'll see how that affects him going back to first base. If Albert gets now more um, at bats at first base, or how that kind of works out. Um, seeing that Otani didn't pitch this series, not sure if he's gonna. He's not gonna pitch Kansas City series. Um, hopefully, when they come back home next weekend uh, against uh, the Twins, maybe we see Shohei there. He is supposed to pitch. Um, Tomorrow, I can't remember if it was with or without the blister, with the bandit on the blister, but that's a definitely a thing to keep a lookout for to see how he does with that. But they score seven runs and over, you know, pretty much the the second inning and in the fifth inning, and that's exactly what they needed to do because that's all they that's all they needed at all, um, and they ended up winning the game uh, seven to one. The one came on a wild pitch towards the end of the game off of Chris Rodriguez. He got into the game again. Um, not his best stuff uh, com- command-wise. I mean, the movement and all that stuff is always going to be there, but command-wise wasn't his best. Um, he went one and two-thirds, two walks, two strikeouts. Uh, so he was back in his home state. He's a Miami boy, so not exactly Southern Florida, but – had family and had friends, had, you know, people he knew and grew up with in the stands. 
So you can kind of see the the effects of the adrenaline and maybe wanting to try to show out a little bit too much, knowing that this was the one time he was getting in for the series. Um, he didn't pitch the first day. He pitched today and then kind of how they were they've been using him. He doesn't pitch back to back days. So him going out there, knowing this was the time where his family was going to see him. I'm so sure that he probably was even a little more uh, hyped up than maybe he was in Anaheim when he made his major league debut. But overall, good outing by by Chris and not only by Chris, but also by Andrew Haney, another guy that we had a lot of questions coming into this uh, game with. He pitched this game. Went six innings, three hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. Um, a very good outing by by Griff, uh, by um, Andrew Heaney. Now we're just going to have to look and hopefully we get more from him or more of the same, I should say, in his next outing because if he can, again, if he can take these steps and be this kind of a pitcher, uh, that's going to help the Angels a lot. I mean, giving up only giving up three hits and two walks to a lineup like this is, is really good. This is a good lineup. This isn't your uh, – Pirates. This isn't, you know, the bottom of the league kind of lineup. This is a good lineup. And if he's able to do this to these guys, hopefully he's able to do it to other teams. Um, you know, the Texas Rangers, the the Seattle Mariners, the guys that are kind of uh, the teams that are kind of lesser in the, in the division and in the league, because for a while now, it always seemed like the Angels played good teams really well. You see it with like their record against the Dodgers and some other good teams. But when they play against teams that they should beat, um, they always seem to struggle. 2019 stands out to my mind. It was like they were doing pretty good. But then when you look at their record against like the bottom two teams in the division, it was it was really bad. They had a losing record against both those teams in the bottom half. So if they can do this stuff against Toronto, they need, they need, they need to do this against guys or teams like uh, uh, Detroit and Texas and and all those bottom kind of bottom teams uh, to get that win total up and and obviously make them uh, a contender for the division and obviously a contender too for the wild card because that's going to be a big part of this season too for the Angels if not the division they're definitely going to be um, around in that wild card situation and any way you get into the playoffs I've always said at that point it's kind of a wild card. You get hot at the right time. If you barely sneak in, but you get hot at the right time, you can make a serious run and you can, you know, play for a World Series and, and vice versa. If you have a uh, 108 wins, but you get cold at the wrong time, any team can beat you. So this team needs to take advantage of that, needs to beat these teams that are not as good as them uh, consistently and and with pitching from like Bundy and, and Heaney in this situation as well. Uh, that will be – that will take out a lot. So – Going into Saturday's game, there was a lot of conversation about Saturday's game, whether or not it would even happen. There was a storm working through um, the area, and you kind of knew it going into the weekend that Saturday, Sunday, were going to be kind of, you know, touch and go here and there. So it ended up happening as a two-and-a-half-hour rain delay, which for us here on the West Coast wasn't a bad thing. I mean, it, it just means it started pretty much um, close to time, the time norm- and games normally start here for the angels, but for the East coast, I mean, you're, you're talking about close to like 10 o'clock. Um, Jose Quintana got on the mound again, trying to rebound after that first outing. That wasn't great, but this guy has such a good spring training. It's hard to judge right now. If something's kind of out of whack for him, if the rain delay hurt him or what, because he has such a good spring training, but the last two times out on the mound has not been great for him. So you're hoping that at some point he's able to find, that spring training form because he was absolutely lights out during spring training, but he, he gets into a little trouble at the first gets out of it. Not a huge thing in the first, but then the second, uh, inning comes, uh, 
you know, command starts going a little bit. And then the ball kind of started rolling downhill on the Angels. And it kind of started with this play right here. Jansen hits it on the ground. Pujols goes to second for one. Back to first and That ball slipped out of the hand as the runner comes in to score. Jansen goes to second. And now Joe Madden is asking for time and a review on that play. So obviously a, a really strange play, a play that to this day I still don't quite understand. You saw it was a double play attempt with one out. Um, Iglesias, you know, he gets the play. He he, he ventures off. He goes off obviously off the side of the base. Um, the Blue Jay runner comes out, takes him out. If it was like 1995, 1998, that is a completely legal slide. That is a completely legal slide up to I think the rule change was what, 2000 and – I don't know, uh, 2015 or something around there where you had to kind of stay in your baseline. You can't really slide out one way or the other to break it up. What, with that being said, the rule is that he can't interfere with the throw. And it obviously we did. Um, so now you're going from making a first, uh, uh, inning, ending double play, no runs on the board. Katana can kind of catch his breath and, and come back for that third inning to a double air on Iglesias. Um, which I still don't understand how that worked. One, because I guess he missed the base. They they reviewed it. In the review, they saw that he missed the base on second base. They didn't give him the neighborhood play. So now he's safe at second. The throw he threw away, the guy's now safe at first. So now instead of two outs being out of the inning, now there's one out, guy at first, guy at uh, second, uh, run scored. And now, you know, there was a 10 to 15-minute delay on that play alone. And, you know, for pitchers that want to stay warm, I mean, it's like I said, it's late, it's tiring. The humidity is crazy out there right now. Um, you just want to get things going, but it kind of, like I said, started that, that ball going downhill. Um, you went from getting out of the inning and feeling good. You got that ground ball you needed to now you have to work even extra hard and not having your best stuff did not help at all. So, um, Katana doesn't get out of the second inning again. He should have been out of that inning. Like, I can't mention that enough, and I don't know how to necessarily blame him on it, but just how to judge his outing off of that. He was out of that inning. He was done, and then that kind of a BS call um, didn't help at all. So he goes an inning and two-thirds, um, five hits, two uh, seven runs, five of them earned, four walks, four strikeouts. So obviously his control was not the best. Obviously, the game was not the best for the Angels. Um, Jaime Berea just got called up due to Dexter Fowler's injury um, that day, and he got called into action really quickly um, to come in after uh, Katana did, but he wasn't that much better either. Again, um, I don't know, come off the plane, just what the situation is, or maybe he's just not ready. Maybe there's a reason they put him down at that alternate site, but he went two innings, gave up six hits, Seven earned runs and again four walks. So you're looking at a score of after four innings of fourteen to one. The one coming off a Anthony, um, Anthony Rendon, a home run. Uh, I think yeah, by Anthony Rendon. So um, at this point, you kind of start seeing a lot of the regulars get taken out. You starting seeing a lot of the um, like Trout got out after after that inning and a couple other guys. So uh, definitely not a way you wanted to end the series. Um, 
ended up being the end of the series because of the rain out this last day, last Sunday. But uh, Angels end up falling to the Blue Jays, unfortunately. Uh, and there it is, 15 to 1. Uh, really ugly, but at the end of the day, that is one game. And then if you way you look at it right now, they did take two or three from Toronto. And kind of what we've mentioned before and what I've mentioned before, as long as you win series, you're on the right track. As long as you win a series two out of three, um, you know, uh, four out of five or three out of four, just whatever you win series, you're going to do, you're going to win a lot of games in baseball. And that's exactly what they've done over the last, uh, for the full, for the last two weeks of the season. And they've either won or tied every series. So that is definitely fortunate that, that, you know, they were able to pick up those first two wins. A lot of situations, a lot of circumstances happened in this last game that I'm, I, I'm still kind of scratching my head about, if they get that double play or if they get that interference call and they get called out and double played, does Quintana come back out for the third inning and does he write the shit or does he continue the same? I don't know, but it would have been nice for, for uh, him to have that chance to do that. But after the game and after today's rain out, obviously um, the record, everyone's pretty much done playing in the uh, AL West. I think the only game going on right now is Sunday night baseball. And those are two NL teams, but uh, as we look at it right now, the way the standings are after a lot of teams have played nine games, obviously the Angels, Astros are tied with in first, six and three. You got the Mariners kind of sneakily being back there. They did really well against uh, Minnesota this weekend, and the Angels will see Minnesota on their next homestand, Rangers at three and six, and then the Athletics kind of falling behind three and seven, um, but have won, I believe, like three games in a row. So they're, maybe they're starting to right the ship because – I don't think anyone thought they would be a last place team in the AL West. So maybe they're, they're starting to kind of shape up, uh, you know, Seattle has a lot of young guys. Let's see how that goes. But as we stand right now, the angels are tied with the Astros six to three. Um, and, you know, you were to ask me what I would want a start for this team going into this season. I would have said six and three would have been a perfect start for this team. So keep it rolling. Um, keep playing hard. We're, they're going to see the Astros again by the end of the month. Um, they can make up some ground or even pull ahead of those guys then, but you got to take care of business coming up with Kansas City. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But, but first, we're going to take a quick break. And after that, we'll be back to talk about the Kansas City uh, series coming up out in Kansas City. So we'll be right back after this. Your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japan Optics, Canon lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code KNUN15 at KNUN.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon, clearly better. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now going to be on pro basketball and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has your betting action covered. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as the teams prepare to make their push for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, like it is mine, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, guess what? BetOnline has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. BetOnline has you covered for all the odds and real-time updates, and this is the place for all your sports betting needs. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with BetOnline. And we are back. I uh, want to thank again the sponsors for helping us out. Again, help the guys that help that support us. Um, keep the lights on. Literally, you know, we need a new light. We need uh, something like that. That's what we use it for. Um, but definitely help them out because they help us out. So now moving forward, obviously, I mentioned before the break, the Angels are headed to Kansas City uh, today, and they're going to be there for three games uh, starting Monday uh, with Kansas City. With being in Kansas City, the times are going to be a little different than obviously the West Coast. So games are going to start at 5.10 on Monday, Tuesday, and then the getaway day Wednesday is going to be at 11.10. So this should be a really good um, standing. This should be a really good um, – this should be a really good series of um, with the Angels and the Kansas City. Kansas City is kind of one again one of those younger teams kind of coming up, and we'll see how they do. But um, after that, you know, we'll come back home. But Kansas City uh, has put out their starters, and so have the Angels. So we have Alex Cobb going uh, for the Angels on Monday. He was supposed to start today, but because of the rainout, they just kind of pushed everyone back. Um, you know, we'll see how he did. He did really good on Wednesday. He did or uh, his last time out. We'll see how he does Monday, uh, Tuesday. Dylan Bundy, uh, I guess against Danny Duffy, uh, his last outing didn't didn't give up a run. So we'll see how kind of you know Bundy's been getting matched up with a lot of teams like number one guys lately. Um, you saw it with Granky in the Houston series. Now you see him kind of with Danny Duffy now with Kansas City. Um, you know, hopefully get Bundy his first win in the year. Uh, but he's been pitching really well, and he's a guy that can be a lot of help for the Angels when, uh, when they when when they're in a in a slump or whatever. Pitching, he can pitch his the team out of it, and that's something the Angels haven't had for a long time. And then Wednesday afternoon, again, it's 11 10, 11, 10 a.m. start out in Kansas City. Griffin Canning will take the mound against Brad Keller. Um, kind of, I mentioned before, he had a really good um, outing in after the, that first inning, once that first inning kind of, he calmed down, he did a really good um, job until the sixth inning. So hopefully that was just kind of opening day. Uh, that was his opening day kind of jitters. Hopefully that was his opening day kind of a mentality. And then he can kind of go forward from that. So they play Kansas city. They play in Kansas city for three games and we are, hopefully going to get two out of three, but for people that haven't checked the weather and I'm kind of now scarred by the weather, um, clear day, uh, clear week for Kansas city. So they should be able to get all three in. So um, I'm going to turn on our Instagram live right now. And as we wait for people to come in and ask questions, we, I will talk a little bit more about um, something that we're going to do on the next podcast is going to be Wednesday night after obviously the Kansas City series. We are going to be, as of right now, this is all kind of tentatively set. We are going to be at Halo Haven, me and Chris, and then hopefully we'll have a guest in studio to talk about the season overall and and, and kind of what happened with the Kansas City series. Um, so get questions in at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. So as we turn on like I mentioned, our Instagram live, and you can always follow us at, at uh, Halo underscore Haven at uh, at Halo. Oh, not Halo. What am I saying? Yeah, at Halo underscore Haven. 
And then two, like I mentioned, all angels podcast at gmail.com. So um, really looking forward to the beginning of this week. Uh, Kansas city is another opportunity for this team to really um, to, you know, this week's a, uh, take another step. Kansas city is a good team, but I think the angels are better. And if they continue the role that they're on, they should easily win this series three to two, if not sweep with the pitching they have out there. I think Cobb's going to be a good job. The Danny Duffy, Dylan Bundy is going to be a really interesting game. Um, hopefully the offense can keep it rolling. And then if Kenny can kind of, um, be what he was innings, you know, two through through five in this last outing. You know, he will be uh, a real force to be reckoned with. Is Bundy a true number one? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he is. Uh, he definitely is for the Angels. So I guess by that definition, he is. But, um, you know, there's 30 teams out there and not all 31, 30 number one pitchers are going to be ace type level. I mean, so Bundy would, would be the number one, not just on the Angels, but I think he would be a number one on a lot of teams and in baseball. And I think that's just not only what he did last year, but what he's been doing so far this year with that season ending injury, who will be platooning in right field. I kind of mentioned that earlier. I think it's going to be a mixture of Lagaris, Rojas. You saw Rojas go in him right after he got injured. And then to um, Walsh, you saw Walsh play a game earlier this year out in right field. Uh, what did you think of the replay in Sunday's game? Kind of the same thing I said earlier was that I didn't understand it. I, you know, the rule seemed pretty cut and dry. And it's unfortunate for Jose Quintana because he would have been out of that inning. It was one out. You turn that double play or you get that interference call where you get the two outs. You're out of that inning. There's no damage. It's 0-0 zero, zero going into the third. Now, you know, does that kind of boost his confidence? That, does that give him time to kind of relax and kind of reset and come out and play better? I don't know, but it sucks that a play like that kind of snowballed on him, and next thing you know, he can't get out of the inning. So it would have been really, really nice to see him um, finish that inning with that double play and see where he goes from there. Should the Angels retire Jim Edmonds 25? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. If I mean – Let's put it this way. If they're not, and they haven't, I mean, it's kind of unofficially retired, but if you're not going to officially retire 15 for Salmon, you're not going to retire Jim Edmonds. I'm sorry, but you're not. Jim Edmonds was a great player with the Angels. Um, honestly, he did probably some of his best work with uh, St. Louis uh, winning a World Series there. So I don't think you will retire his 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 number at all, especially if guys like um, – Salmon aren't retired. I mean, I think there's a couple other guys you could probably retire before him. And obviously, I think they're probably waiting too to see what you know for Trout's career to retire 27 for both Vlad and Trout, or you know, retire it now, retire 27 now, let Trout finish his career wearing 27. You could put two 27s up there um, over time. I mean, I have I, I think that would be a really cool idea too because obviously Vlad being the very first and only angel in the hall of fame he definitely deserves that recognition and with trout you know still being like 30 if you're going to wait for trout to retire before you do it you know you're going to be waiting another five six you know seven years before you do that i i just kind of would wish they would do something like that maybe before it and just kind of let trout keep 27 and and then do his kind of thing afterwards but yeah if they retire anybody you're gonna retire vladdy you're gonna retire salmon first before um edmonds at all so um who is your favorite angel player of all time i have been i've always loved garrett anderson growing up just loved his mentality. Just love his kind of calm demeanor. 
when everything seems like it's kind of hectic, he had he also had a very smooth and very um, easy approach, and it just never changed no matter what. So I would definitely say growing up, my favorite player all time was Garrett Anderson. Um, second place was like would be uh, Troy Percival, just because he was the first like autograph I ever got as a kid. So that was kind of a thing where I've always remembered that. So I would definitely say he would be like my second. Um, favorite player or you know 1a 1b if you will so uh, those are definitely the top guys that i consider my favorite players of all time with the angels and obviously um trout is getting up there maybe when he retires and sets a bunch of records such a bunch of records for mvps and all that stuff but um uh, i always i always i always love that why doesn't why doesn't uh, Darren Erstad ever be an MLB? Why? I don't know why Darren Erstad won't be an MLB coach. Um, maybe he doesn't want to. I don't know, but you know, maybe his step. Maybe he doesn't want to take the time to be a like a bench coach. Maybe he should be a bench coach first and work his way that way and get in through it that way. I don't know, but we'll see how it is. It'd be great to see him managing somewhere. He did do college, but uh, who knows? Uh, really loving Darren Sun's play by play calling. I see he's getting the bulk of the announcing with Gooby so far. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. I forgot to totally bring that up is that Saturday night was the debut of Maddie V. Um, uh, with the angels, obviously he called the game with the, uh, who do they play with the white Sox on Sunday night baseball, but that was with ESPN and, and Alex Rodriguez. This was his first shot with, Gooby and Jose calling this game, and it kind of sucked that it was delayed. And especially for him, Gooby and Jose are here on the West Coast. Vascursion is over on the East Coast, so that was a really late day for him. But you know, he did okay. I wasn't. I'm. I'm, I'm saying right now, I'm still a fan of Sutton first, um, and I really hope that Sutton does get the majority of the jobs. Because I'm like, I'm gonna be honest, like. With Matt, if you listen to the calling, he he wasn't the sharpest on it. He wasn't sure about this and that. He wasn't, you know, about, especially about angel specific stuff. Baseball stuff in general, he's gonna know his stuff. Like that's that's not a doubt. He's been doing the job way too long not to know baseball stuff. But when you, you know, tune into a team specific broadcast, you want to know stuff about the players or about the team or you know stuff like that. And he just doesn't have it. He doesn't have the time with the team. And with Darren, at least he's there you know, most of the time and he's able to kind of grow with the team where uh, Matty V, this is his first time. We're like almost two weeks in. Um, with that being said, I kind of do feel like the angels are kind of Matty V's like side piece. You know what I mean? So like his side girlfriend, like he doesn't show him as much attention, kind of comes in, uh, has a little fun and then bounces. Like that's kind of my idea with, with uh, Matt Vescurgeon with the angels. He's a great voice. The voice is, is really good. Like I said, he knows his baseball stuff, but when I tune into an Angel broadcast, I kind of want to know about Angel's stuff, and I just don't think Matt is at that kind of uh, level yet. But he was there on Saturday. We'll see. And, again, we don't even know when his next broadcast is. They haven't, I don't think they've even put that out yet um, as far as when his next broadcast will be and, and at what point it will be. So it will be interesting to see how he does then. Um but yeah, I think Sun's doing a really good job. Um, I think, you know, I, I enjoy all his calls and it seems like him and Gooby are really having a good conversation. And and it's something about being in the same room with with this with the guy that you're calling the game with. Like him and Gooby are in the same kind of compound. I don't know if you want to call it. So they're able to kind of look at each other and give each other like nonverbal cues about when to talk, when not to talk, or hey, I have something. And that was just lacking with um 
uh, with with Matty V doing the doing the game from the East Coast and Gooby on the West Coast and Jose somewhere else. It just it didn't it didn't feel right. It didn't feel right at all. Um, thoughts on Joe Adele? I think Joe's still going to be in the minor leagues. I don't think they bring him up yet. To um, I, I think he he's he's still the whole point of them going down and seeing get minor league at bats in the minor league. Uh, season hasn't started yet, so I think they're going to wait for him. What do you think of Hideki uh, Matsuyama winning the Masters? I think it was good. I'm always a great golf fan. I always love watching that stuff. Um, uh, first Japanese-born uh, golfer to win the Masters, and then when asked about who were some of his like idols growing up or uh, guys he looked looked up uh, looked up to, uh, he said he couldn't think of many, you know, Japanese golfers, but he did drop you Darvish and uh, and um, Otani in there as guys he looked up to. So that was pretty cool. That was kind of the baseball tie to it. Uh, that was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, let's see what this is. How much do you trust the fast start for the Halos? Um, I trust it as far as this is better than the alternative, a slow start. If you know the Angels, they've had slow starts for a while, kind of known for slow starts. So the fact that they are you know, six and three right now. That's a good thing. Um, will they go in a slump? Yes. Every team goes in a slump. Will they have hot streaks? Yes. Every team has hot streaks, but kind of like I mentioned before, it's kind of what you do with, with against teams that are not as good as you. Um, you know, that's where it will really come down to how this team does throughout the year is how you take care of the smaller guys. So, um, so I, I just I don't know what will happen. I don't know um, if it's a good thing, bad thing. Well, I know it's a good thing to get a fast start. I just don't know if it's going to be something that's going to last. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, no Rendon against Kansas City. Any reason, any reason to worry? I don't know if Rendon won't. Um, I don't know if Rendon won't be there for Kansas City. He didn't play today or wasn't scheduled to play today. Um, he said he pulled a little something, felt a little tug when he pulled when he threw a ball on Saturday. They hadn't said whether or not he's going to play in Kansas City. I'm sure the day off helped today. Um, but you know, if it's something that causes him to go on the IL, if it's something that causes him to miss a couple games, then yeah, I'd be worried. But they have not said one way or the other if he's going to miss like the entire series or one game or whatever. I think you kind of have to wait a little bit for that. Who gets pulled up first, Marshall or Dell? I think Adele does just because I think he's further along. Um, will we ever get tailgating back at the big A? I'm sure at some point you will. Um, why doesn't Fletcher get national coverage? I don't think he gets national coverage just because he does a lot of the little things right. And that's not the sexiest thing in the world for TV. I mean, to get national recognition, you have to do something that's going to draw eyes. Like it draws what he does draws angels fans eyes because they're angels fans and he's helping that team win. But David Fletcher is the type of guy that if he's not helping your team win, you just kind of like, okay, cool. That's a cool story, but I don't really care. Like and he, he's helping the team win. He's helping your team win. That's why people like, like him here. He's, and he's gritty and he's all that. It's, it's just hard to promote. It's just hard to, um, ask a, uh, Chicago cub fan or a, um, you know, Brewer fan to kind of take interest. And in. I think that's why he doesn't get a lot of interest in it, but you know, he should may, hopefully this year he gets an all-star a bit and then he gets his name out there a little bit more. We'll see what happens, but um, yeah, you know, I think Fletcher is a great player. And then I am one will say I was totally wrong about him a couple of years ago. So um, yeah. So we'll hopefully get him in an all-star game this year. I think there'll be a lot of fun to see him in an all-star game with obviously trout would probably be there. 
Uh, I mean, man, we can get like three guys, four guys in the all-star game between Trout, Fletcher, if Walsh um, continues, um, you know, and then Otani, if he stays healthy and you can produce. I mean, there's four guys right there that you can make a serious argument for for an all-star bid, and it'd be really fun to see to get those four guys in there. Um, C-Rod as a closer or starter. I know he got brought up as a starter. He's been a starter his whole career. This is his first time he's been in the bullpen. But with that being said, um, I I like him right now where he's at. Iglesias is fine as a closer. There's no reason to panic for Iglesias. If you can stretch Chris out to get two, three, four innings here and there and then eventually turn him into a starter down the line, then that's great. I I think that helps. Obviously, starting pitching is the hardest uh, thing to get. And if he can be a starter like he was for his whole career – Obviously, they're taking it easy on him because of his health and, and working him back slowly. But I really hope he becomes a starter. And if he can't, yeah, you give him that closing spot because he can do both. And I think he can do both really, really well. Um, favorite player not playing on the Angels. Um, if it's all time, I'm going to say King Griffey Jr. If it's right now, um you know, I, I like Tatis. I like the flair he has. I like uh, Acuna. I like the same thing. I like his kind of attitude and flair he has. So those are probably like my two guys that I really like watching that aren't on the Angels right now. But if you're going to go all-time, I'm going to say uh, definitely um, Ken Griffey Jr. for all-time favorite Angel. That's Or not non-Angel would be Ken Griffey Jr. So uh, C-Rod needs, uh, needs work. So, yeah, and Chris Chris would admit it. He I, I talked to him after the Saturday game. Or uh, not Saturday after the Friday game, and you know, told him you know, good job for being out there and stuff like that. And, and the first response he said to me was, you know, I need to work on my walks. Uh, he knows that he's, you know, he's he's he understands the situation and the the place he's in. But you know, he's young, and, and there's no reason why you don't think he will be able to to work on that kind of stuff. So, um, Chris Rodriguez now is two. If you see in our or our last podcast, we talked about now our three guys for. Uh, the Tyler Skaggs Foundation is going to be obviously Andrew Heaney, um, Felix Pena, who is close to coming back. And again, that's going to be really interesting to see how or where he fits in with the bullpen and Chris Rodriguez. So um, just on that one game alone, I think they were able to get like 11 strikeouts between Heaney and uh, Chris Rodriguez. Um, Chris Rodriguez, I reached out to him. He's all about it. He he, uh, he feels happy to do it. So um We'll see how that goes, but those are the three guys that we're kind of putting our uh, riding into this, you know, strikeout for the Tyler Skaggs Foundation uh, fundraiser we've been doing for the last couple of years. So we'll see how that goes. Um, why hasn't Social got another shot to coach in the MLB? I honestly don't think he wants to. I mean, he got that job with USA uh, Baseball, and that's cool. That kind of keeps him into the game without the same kind of everyday um, stresses and pressures that if you manage an MLB team that comes with, I just don't think he wants to, uh, I know this is a, uh, Q&A, but I know this is a angels Q and a, but what advice would you give someone, uh, if they are thinking of doing a podcast consistency, consistency, um, kind of just have fun with it, but also be consistent with it. You know, if you're going to say you're going to do it two times a week, do it. If you're going to say you're going to do it once a week, do it. Uh, you know, I think my biggest thing with Chris and I, and then even when Johnny was here, our biggest thing, we always wanted to make it consistent. You know, if it was just one of us, if it was all of us, just put something out there because there's people out there that are looking forward to what you're putting out and, you know, you want to kind of keep them 
you know, entertain, keep them uh, coming back for more. And then you do that by being consistent. If you miss three or four episodes at a certain point, they're going to be like, okay, well, these guys aren't putting anything out anymore and they might just kind of, you know, disappear. So uh, be consistent and, and be, have fun. So um, that's it for this episode of the All Angels podcast. I am Dan Garcia. And again, we'll be back Wednesday night at Halo Haven with Chris, the curator Johnson, and then hopefully a special guest we can get in studio. Uh, still trying to work all that out, but we'll be talking about obviously the Kansas City series, any other big news that happens between now and then, and also kind of look forward to the Minnesota Twin series that's going to be happening at the Big A next weekend. So until next time, have a great time and go Halos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.